0: Today on In Grace, we're in Jordan to show you this beautiful land.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, welcome to a very special In Grace episode because we are going to take you to Jordan
0: in the Middle East. What an amazing, amazing place. Now, usually when we think of Bible lands, we think, of course, of Israel. And that is the main place. But there are biblical sites in other locations. And one of the most accessible, especially for Americans, is the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan. The country of Jordan is a place that has immense beauty, beautiful people, and biblical sites. So today what we're going to do is take you on a journey to discover Hidden Jordan. We're going to do this today and next week, and you're going to be able to come along with us to places like Gadara, Jerash. We're going to show you the Amman Amphitheater or the Hashemite Plaza. We're going to bring you to Tel el tell Tel el Homam is a place that some believe is biblical Sodom. We're going to bring you to Mount Nebo where Moses was able to look into the land but was not able to go into the land, and to the really incredible Byzantine mosaic map on a church floor called the Manaba map. We're going to take you to these incredible sites today, and then next week we're going to take you to Petra in our series Discover Hidden Jordan, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Now, right before we get into that, let me remind you that In Grace is not just a radio program. We're a television show, and we're seen on the largest Christian television network in the world, TBN, on Wednesday nights. You can also watch us anytime on YouTube. You can subscribe to the In Grace channel and get all of our new shows and alerts uh, when those come out, and you also are encouraged to like the different videos if you like them, and I think you will. We're also on Roku, and Again, those are free and you can access those anytime from a lot of the new smart TVs. Look for In Grace. Now, right before we get into today's exciting Discover Hidden Jordan Part 1 series, let me remind you that In Grace is a listener supported ministry. And when you send a gift to In Grace, I'll promise you something your gift will be used 100% for ministry. It doesn't go to me. It doesn't go to fundraising. It goes to right into ministry, producing programs, airing programs, making sure people hear the gospel. And the gospel is prominent on our program. So I want you to consider investing in grace. When you do, I'm going to thank you by sending you a digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan for a gift of any amount. If your gift can be $35 or more, I'm going to send you Discover Hidden Jordan, and you can get that on DVD or digital download, and a book about the Antichrist, the coming world leader, and a prophecy chart called Armageddon's Dawn. Now, if your gift is $100 or more, I'm going to send you the first three items that I've already mentioned plus the entire eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, where we filmed in Israel about the book of Revelation, and it's really powerful and very popular, and another very popular video series that we've done here at in Grace, a three-part series called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, this one. We had access to the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the Dome of the Rock, to the place where the red heifers are going to be sacrificed on the Mount of Olives. We actually were in Dallas when the red heifer was being raised by its mom, and now it's all the way in Israel, ready for the ceremony. So we're going to discuss a lot about all of that in the video, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. You're going to get all five of these great resources, again, if your gift is $100 or more. So listen, I need you to contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. My dad called it the unforgettable number. Or you can go right now to our website,
1: ingraceradio.com. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: This ancient city, Gadara, or Um Kais, is very near the Sea of Galilee and is the hometown of the demonic man that Jesus healed. Also, Gadara was one of the cities of the Decapolis, 10 cities during Roman times that had a strong Greek influence. Jesus visited the region of the Decapolis and sent his disciples to some of these cities to witness. In Mark chapter five, there's a story of Jesus crossing the sea That's when he calmed the seas. But he comes into the shore in the area of the Gadarenes or the area where the territory of Gadara would be. And he encounters a man who was wild. He had been chained and he was breaking his chains. He was screaming at night in the mountains and he came out of the tombs. He had been cutting himself and he was possessed, not with one, but with a legion, many, demons. And that must have been a haunting experience for Christ to come across this man. But as Christ always did, he showed compassion and he did something to help this man who was tormented. Now the story is crazier. Once Jesus cast out this legion of demons, the demons went into swine and those swine cast themselves into the Sea of Galilee and drowned. 2,000. And then the name of Jesus spread throughout all of the Decapolis. Surely the fame of Jesus would have come here to Gadara, one of the cities of the Decapolis. It's really wild to be standing here in Jordan, to be at a site that would have had the influence of Christ and his disciples. But that's what I thought of when I saw these tombs. Here at Gadara was that man who is now free. He wanted to go with Jesus. He wanted to go back with Jesus as Jesus went back on the boat. But Jesus said, you know what? I want you to stay here. I want you to go tell those that love you who I am and what I've done. And that's really what we're all supposed to do. When Jesus frees us from those chains and those things that haunt us, we need to go tell others about how great he is. Here along the cardo of the town of Gadara, You have these shops, Roman shops. So these would be stores. People would be coming along looking for their fruit, vegetables, meats, wares. And each of these would be uh, places with people, with families, with businesses. You know, sometimes we think of the ancients as just so far back and so different from today. But really, life is about the same as it was. We all have our own families and issues and problems and and even the need to buy stuff and to make stuff. I just love when the ancient world kind of comes back and meshes with our modern or so-called modern society. The site of Jerash is really neat because it's hilly. Behind me, the South Theater. Just beyond that is the Temple to Zeus. Just underneath that is the Hippodrome. Then there's Hadrian's Arch. Then we start walking up the Cardo, and you come to this really neat area with all the colonnades. It's a big plaza, and that's called the Cardo Forum. And then the city continues to go around with this road, all these incredible columns all the way up. The road divides and goes up two different directions. And then way up on this hill, you have the Temple to Artemis. Of course, this was a Greco-Roman city. They venerated their gods, small g, but You know, when you're worshiping a false God, you really have nothing, do you? You're worshiping stone, you're worshiping a rock, uh, you're worshiping wood. And that's to me the sad part of people that don't know the one true God. There's one God that made all of this and everything that we see, and He deserves our praise. This is the Hippodrome they would have had their races here. Kids are playing right now soccer. I wonder if these kids have any idea, the sense of history, this ancient hippodrome where the chariots would have been racing, and there they are playing soccer. We are on the stage of the ancient Roman theater. This one's really intact, it's incredible. One of the cool things about these theaters is their acoustics. So right when I stand here in this indention in the floor, all of a sudden, it is like I'm in an echo chamber. I'm not sure if you're able to hear that through the microphone, but it's almost like they just turn reverb on. And I tell you what, that's one of the weirdest feelings I've ever experienced. And these guys that are here are telling me that the circles that are around are part of what's bouncing it back at me. It is wild, because there's no electronics, no microphones, no amps, no mixers, and to have that sudden of a change when you step into the spot is weird. Now let me step out and see if I still hear it. Check one, two, check, check, check. It literally goes away the second you step out of the out of that spot. Crazy. Leaving Juresh, we headed south to the capital of Jordan, Amman. Amman got its name from the Ammonites, descendants of Abraham's nephew, Lot. This was also a Decapolis city during Roman times with the name of Philadelphia. Before me is a magnificent example of Greco-Roman architecture. It is the theater of the ancient town of Philadelphia. This was a major metropolitan area in the ancient world, And Philadelphia was one of the cities of the Decapolis. Now when we think of the Decapolis, usually the Gospels might come to mind because the the, the fame of Christ spread throughout the Decapolis. This this sub-region within the area of Israel and these other places. This is a massive, incredible theater. I think it can hold 5,000 is what they tell me. And we've been to so many of these all over the Mideast, all over the ancient Roman world. Another fine example of something that, you, if you build it right, it lasts. You know How many things in our life, in our modern society, don't last? They're made of cheap things or plastics. And, but this, a monumental building made out of stone, made out of rock, I think that might be an, a lesson for us. We need to really focus on what we're building our life on. Is it something that is solid? Is it something that is gonna last? Well, the Bible says that we should build our our lives upon the rock, Jesus. And when we do that, everything else is going to survive the test of time.
1: If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com right now To get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts. The Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn, and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: While in Amman, I wanted to see the actual Copper Scroll. This Dead Sea Scroll was embossed on a roll of copper and contains a verbal treasure map of billions of dollars worth of gold, silver, and gems. And it also speaks of items from possibly the Jewish temple hidden in the earth, hopefully to be discovered soon. To find out more, watch the Ingrace series, The Copper Scroll. We're in Amman, Jordan at the Jordan Museum. Now, from what I hear, this is a great museum in and of itself. But what I came here to see was the mysterious and amazing Copper Scroll. Let's go check it out. All right, so we were able to see the Copper Scroll. It is in a place that they really don't want you to be taking pictures, so we weren't able to do a segment in there, but I'll just tell you what I felt. When I got to see that tarnished green strip of copper scroll, I I thought back to how amazing it was that they were able to cut that open years ago before we have the modern technology of scanning and, and looking within without touching it. They cut that thing so that they could slowly look and it revealed this incredible verbal treasure map. I tell you what, that was exciting to see the copper scroll. Leaving the hustle and bustle of Amman, we drove southwest to an interesting site called Tel El-Hammam. An archeological dig here has been in the news as a possible location of the destroyed city of Sodom. While intrigued by what I had been reading and hearing, I wanted to talk with the dig director himself. Dr. Stephen Collins is the Dean of the College of Archeology span at Trinity Southwest University in Albuquerque, New Mexico. In my interview on the top of the tell, he gave us the evidence that this might be the infamous city of Sodom. We're at the kind of the pinnacle, the high point here. You've been here for 16 seasons?
2: Well, we actually started uh, doing the ground research and exploration and surface surveys here in 2001. So we've been here 22 years. Wow. Wow! Where was Lot standing when he lifted up his eyes and saw what he's about to see next? He was at Bethel and I. Mm-hmm. He saw that the entire, it's the Hebrew word kol, the entire Kikar circle of the Jordan. Now, sometimes it's translated plain. Right. But it's not a geographical term at all. Okay. Kikar is, has Kikar nothing is
0: a it's, what, a circle?
2: It's a circle. And then it says, after he sees this, it says, then Lot traveled forward, huh. eastward, and pitched his tent as far as Sodom. Now, it's called the Kikar of the Jordan, and these are the cities of the Kikar of the Jordan. Talimam is the largest archeological site, is the largest Bronze Age city in the entire region, not just the Kikar, okay? So if the Bible says, which it does, that Sodom is the largest Bronze Age city on the Eastern Jordan disc, then what you would do is go find the largest Bronze Age city on the Eastern Jordan disc. Well, here it is okay we have the big destruction layer here it was in fact the whole area all the cities of the plain in the middle bronze age around 1700 bc were destroyed by a fiery cosmic airburst event out of the sky
0: okay so i think there were other things that that you found i mean when you're you're looking at what pottery and stuff you can actually see evidence of that intense heat
2: let's explain not everything gets melted for something like that to get to get melted it has to be in the right place, facing the right direction, in the right moment. So maybe on a roof, if there's a pot on a roof, okay, and it gets the maximal uh, heat, heat burst of heat. And it, remember, it only lasts for a fraction of a second. Hmm. So, some of that we find surfaces of pottery that are boiled into glass. Okay, and some, and not just not just melted, but some of them are actually they froth up. They get so hot, and they. You can see the bubbles still. Uh, Even in the excavation, every year in the excavation, we find melted material that is burned up. Melted plasters, melted mud bricks, melted, and they're not just melted, they are
0: bubbly. You would say incinerated. Near the end of my interview, I pointed out that the date of the massive destruction at Tel El-Hammam, which Dr. Collins put at around 1700 BC, was not in agreement with the biblical date of Abraham coming into Canaan, which was much earlier at around 2100 BC. His answer was that the biblical ages were not literal, but honorific. He said that people at that time did not track their age, but would give longer ages to those that they honored. While this might be true of some outside the Bible, I think God gave us the exact ages of Abraham and others, and I feel it is very unwise to change the clear statements of the Bible to try to make it fit one's archeological theory. But I did leave Tel el-Hammam impressed with how the location seemed to match the term kakar, the geographic clue given in the Bible. More study needs to be done here to figure all of this out. Next, we went southeast on Jordan's windy, hilly roads to the town of Madaba. I had seen pictures of an ancient mosaic map, part of a floor mosaic in an early Byzantine church called St. George, depicting part of the Holy Land. I had to see this for myself. So we're gonna go inside in a second to see this map, but what's amazing about it is it's a pilgrim's map you know, centuries after Christ, but still not that long after him, the Byzantine period. And the map depicts Jerusalem and the area around Jerusalem. Obviously, some of the areas, uh, we don't have the mosaics for anymore, but it's really incredible the amount of detail that's on this map. We're now in St. George's Church here in Madaba, and this is the famous Madaba map. Why is it so famous? Well, because it's old, and it gives us a depiction of the Holy Land. A lot of Christians in the Byzantine times, this is when Rome became Christianized, they would wanna go take trips to Israel, the Holy Land. And so this was like one of your first tourist map, but this actually helps us because it gives us locations and place names for a lot of things like Jerusalem, you can see the city walls. Of course it's stylized, but you have Bethlehem, there's a woman giving birth, Ephrata, you have the Dead Sea, you have the Jordan River. It's really incredible and it's, it's accurate other than a few things like the Nile is in the wrong place, but it is fantastic, it's really amazing. Our final stop on this episode of In Grace's series, Discover Hidden Jordan, was also the final stop of a great man of God, Moses. This is Mount Nebo. All right, we've made it to Mount Nebo. This is the top of the mountain here where you should be able to look into Israel, and this is as far as Moses would have been able to get toward the Promised Land. So we're gonna go check out this spot, Mount Nebo. This must have been very hard for Moses because he desperately wanted to go into the Promised Land, and you would have expected him to go in because he was the one that led the people out of Egypt through the Red Sea to Mount Sinai, water coming from the rock, and and all of the things that God did bringing manna from heaven. But according to the Bible, this is the furthest he got to the Promised Land. He, he could see it off in the distance. Now, we have a hazy day. You're not gonna be able to see into the Promised Land today. But he was able to see the entire land, a crystal clear day. Maybe even God gave him supernatural vision. But from here he was able to see the promise not fully experience it himself but it's because he did not listen he was angry at one point and he was supposed to speak to a rock and he hit a rock but god had already given that picture of the rock being stricken and that only needed to be done once because it was a picture of jesus the rock being hit so this was probably a very hard place for Moses to come to it and to stop here and think, he could have gone in. He could have experienced God's blessings. But because of disobedience, often we hurt ourselves and God forgives, but we still have to live with the consequences. I think it's a fitting place here on Mount Nebo to end the program and explain the serpent on a pole. Jesus referred to this serpent on a pole in John 3 when he was talking to Nicodemus. And Jesus said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of man be lifted up. The cross of Christ, that's what the serpent on the pole would have represented. If you will look upon Jesus, the one that became sin for us on a cross and trust in him and him alone, you will be saved from something more serious than a venomous snake bite. If you will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will be saved. We've all sinned. Jesus, he became sin for us on a cross. When he took our sin on the cross and paid for it, he offers us everlasting life if we will just believe in him. We are saved from that poison of sin in our life and we will be with God in heaven. I think of Moses, I think of Jesus on the cross here on Mount Nebo.
1: If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to InGraceRadio.com right now to get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts the Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn, and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 878 grace InGraceRadio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at In Grace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.